Hello and welcome back to Tell. Hi, Andrew Nimi. Hello. Can you tell the listeners of the podcast what time it is? Uh, 5.28 in the PM. Why did I do that? Because I've been waiting all afternoon for you to get your stuff together <laughs> to be here to record the podcast. I have so much to tell you. You do? Yeah. Well... That's what happens. You know the drill. Guys, we're canceling mugs. We cannot <laughs> afford all this waiting. Yeah, it's true. We're canceling mugs. Let's cancel it. I'm and fine. I hope you have come to a mugs. I hope you've enjoyed a mugs. I hope you wore your t-shirt. But now they're done. No more mugs. Yeah, it was a good run. You have to pass the baton over to the, the young, young kid. The baton. It's a baton. Okay. It's not a baton. So Brad's just going to take it over? Yep. He's younger. Yeah, I'm too old for this. Stamina. I can't do this anymore. All right, moving on. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to talk about that anymore? I don't want to talk about mugs. Was it good? It was great. Yeah, it was a blast. Actually. Okay, so mugs is not getting canceled. <laughs> Clearly, if it was great, it's yeah. a blast. Yeah, it was really fun. We had another great turnout. Uh, we had some fun guests. Johnny Vibes was there. Christy Arnett stopped by. Manig, and I don't know how quite how to pronounce his last name i want to say lozer uh he's a super high roller all over the world playing those tournaments he showed up nice Did you guy invite him? uh i didn't like send out a personal invite he reached out to me when we were in uh montreal and he was playing in a you know 25k tournament or something and that was the day we were having our meetup game in montreal and he asked if we could do it again another night or something and i said well probably not but Maybe you could multi-table, but he didn't, he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't go for that. So, yeah, I guess he's just been kind of noticing the meetup games and came by last night. So, really cool guy. And another fun turnout. All right. So, I guess Muggs is not canceled. This podcast will continue to be late since Muggs is not canceled. Oh, we had Hotted as well. Hotted was there? Hotted came by. That's yeah. awesome. And uh, Hotted played uh, poker? Yeah. Did he win some money? Uh, I think he lost a little bit. but Hotted is Andrew's friend. Who is a gamer? Yeah, he's, he's an like a superstar. online gamer. He's German. A German kid. Who, Very sweet guy. You would think he's American. He sounds American, or Canadian, or something. Uh, yeah, really nice guy. Superstar of Twitch gaming. But yeah, he came. So yeah, good times. Uh, okay. What's happening? When are you winning a tournament? Uh, <laughs> I don't know exactly. Well, you remember we we're talking about a holiday last week. Yeah. And I came across a resort, but it's like $1,000 a night. So I don't think we can really afford that until we can, you know, bink one. That's expensive. I'm yeah, sure it's very it nice. It is. It's really pretty. Until we bink one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when are we binking one, baby? Well, I guess I'll have to play some more and try and bink one. Are any tournaments on your horizon this week? Yeah. Monster Sack event is happening this weekend. Woo, monster stack. So what did you say? Is that the double one? Double the starting chips? Or is this like triple the starting chips? Wasn't last week was double the stack? Yes. What is the usual starting stack? Well, there isn't really one. But I guess like in a 1K event, you would get 5,000 chips. In the double stack 1K event, you get 10,000 chips. 
This is a $1,500 event though, um, but I think you get 15,000 chips. So I guess like triple the, sorry, exactly like you said. So what is the benefit of more chips, Andrew Nimi? Um, I guess it plays a little bit closer to a cash game, the strategy of the hands that you are dealt and how they play out because normally in tournaments, often stacks become quite shallow, which leads to more focus on pre-flop and flop play not enough chips left behind uh, once people are betting um, out of their stacks for much turn and river play. But there is lots of, you know, multi-street play on happening in cash games. Multi-street play. Yeah. I just have to think about that for a moment. Later street play, turn and river, action. Got it. You know, often you're, you have like 20 big blinds or 25 big blinds in the tournament and it's, you know, shove or fold, pre-flop or maybe see a flop and then get it in on the flop. Ah, okay, I understand. Uh, and what else did you have to say about tournaments? Sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, nothing. Are you excited? Are you still excited? Yeah. Oh, I know. I remember mm. that this one is kind of like a mini main event. You can kind of view it that way. Just because there's so much play in the main event as well. Like, it's kind of hard to bust in day one. Uh, I shouldn't probably say that. I should knock on this wood here. But... Since you start with so many chips in the main event, I think you start with, I either want to say 20,000 or 30,000. Um, and it's like two hour levels in the That's main event. That's long. Yeah. So that means, again, lots of lots of play, multi-street, later street play. And uh, so similar numbers, I guess, in this uh, monster stack is in terms of registrations, somewhere around 7,000 players, I think. So is there a rebuy? Yes question of the day can you rebuy into the monster stack because i remember there were some uh, some thoughts around that i think you can maybe register if you bust day 1a maybe you can re-register day 1b but i is don't that know really re a rebuy though because it's kind of is because a lot of these events they'll have like day 1c through f so basically you can play like you can enter the same tournament like, you know, 10 times or something. Mm. Those are kind of like the flavor of the day for these tournaments in a lot of different places. Okay, so can you talk to us who are probably not tournament players about the benefits or the pros and cons of rebuying or how you view it, right? Because it doesn't mean that you're right, whatever you think. Yeah. But what is your view on rebuying in tournaments? And when do you think it's appropriate? When do you think it's not appropriate? Or is it ever appropriate? Well, I personally prefer there would be no re-entries. I mean, I guess recreational players that have deep pockets can also rebuy uh, as many times as they want to. I just don't know how often that happens. I think what happens more often is professional tournament poker players are the ones who rebuy often. And... I think that probably helps them because they have, you know, more of an edge and they can fight variants a little bit more effectively if they can rebuy multiple times. Do you think a professional player would look at the field and then go, yeah, I'm going to rebuy because I can see how. Yeah, you can do that. You can see like how soft or how difficult your table is after you've busted. I mean, you can also do that like before you even register the first time. You can walk around the tournament area and take a look and see. Really? Yeah, I noticed but, a couple of people doing that when I was at the win, um, just kind of like scoping out the field a little bit. So, but then what are you looking for? Because is 
are tournaments the same as cash games where people are chatty? I feel like tournaments are people are more sort of serious about sure. wanting to get to, you know, yeah. at least get to a cash because then you break even. Yeah, you win a little bit of money. Usually maybe like 1.5 or double your money when you've been cash. Right. But yeah, I don't think you're maybe looking for, you know, like a social table or like, you know, drinks happening, which might happen in a cash game. But I think they're probably looking more for unfamiliar faces or, you know, are the tables filled with regs that they uh, recognize. and uh, So unfamiliar faces. Yeah, pretty much. Or, you know, and maybe I like... suppose if you're a tournament player, then you might see the same faces at different tournaments, right? Especially if yeah. you're a traveling tournament player. Yeah. I don't know. I think you could just, you know, you can recognize a lot of people um, from, you know, just grinding in Vegas and stuff. You know, you start to recognize a lot of familiar faces that you've played with before. So, yeah, I would prefer to just have a more pure form of, like, a tournament where it's your tournament life if you bust, not like you have multiple lives, mm. you know? I think that's what cash games are for. You can rebuy, you know, you can top up your stack and all that stuff. Tournaments, I think it's more fun when you get one shot and you're out. So why don't they make a WSOP cash section? I mean, they do, but where you work seven weeks and whoever has the most money at the end of seven weeks wins <laughs> a bracelet, then probably that would deter people from, you know, re trying to rebuy. Because especially if you're a strong cash game player, then you could just play cash games and just... Yeah, that's a cool idea. I'm down. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Right. So, dear World Series. Um, Let's well, have a World Series of poker. Yeah. Cash. Well, if they're listening. You think they're listening? <laughs> Who doesn't listen to the oh, podcast? Yeah, good point. Everyone listens to the podcast. Um, the the reason why these events like to have re-entry available, and by the way, there's a difference between rebuying and re-entries. Oh, rebuy, tell me more. Rebuy tournaments. I don't even know if they exist anymore because re-entry became the norm. But rebuy tournaments would be like, okay, you buy into the tournament for two hundred dollars plus twenty dollars juice, you know, to the house or whatever it is. The rebuy would be. Hundred dollars, if, if you bust, or or even two hundred dollars, but no juice. Now it's like you pay a juice on every entry. Mm, so the house makes more money as well. Yeah. But why would it be half the rebuy? It's amount? just whatever structure they okay. come up with. There's no set structure. But so these events, these whatever these tournament organizers, they like to say, okay, so we're gonna have, you know, three day ones and. Unlimited re-entry for eight levels, and it's going to be a guaranteed prize pool of blah, blah, blah. Um, so that gives them the marketing ability, you know, to be able to put up this huge guaranteed prize pool because they know people are going to enter multiple times and, you know, make it more, make the whole thing more glamorous, I guess, and exciting. So say I didn't know, right, about tournament variants, which would be silly to enter a tournament without knowing that, but... I've saved up my $1,000 and I've worked hard at this game, right? Sort of understanding this $1,000 tournament. I'm sure there's something to be known about it. Is there? Well, I'm just making up nonsense. I don't follow you. Uh, so maybe you find somebody who can teach you the strategy for $1,000 tournaments because they're a lot more accessible to more, more people, right? Okay. So it's not like a $50,000 or $100,000 buy-in. And then I bust... And then my dream is gone, like right. shattered. And you are, you know, 
with your selling action and yeah the tournament the the professionals are going to eat eat it all up you know probably faster whereas if they only get the one shot then the recreational players might have more of a a shot i mean they're going to lose in the long term but at least the long term will be longer yeah because isn't that part of the reason that's how the whole poker boom started right was mm-hmm. having somebody who wasn't supposed to win the tournament win it, the tournament yeah. because it was one one shot one kill type thing <laughs> yeah and he went all the way right yep. speaking of chris moneymaker in case one person doesn't know <laughs> now they know <laughs> uh okay so no rebuys no re-entries yeah um is your preference yeah uh there was a nice well written post by oh kenny hallert yeah uh, he he posted something on Twitter, and it was he's a tournament director slash poker player, and uh, I pretty much agreed with everything he had to say. So shout out to Kenny Hallert. Okay, uh, let's move on. Thank you very much for sharing your thoughts. My pleasure. On... I am now off to bed. Thanks for having me. No. Oh, okay. Podcast continues. Okay. On the topic of tournaments, I saw our favorite Kristen Bicknell and her boyfriend. Mm-hmm took first and second place in a tournament this week. I like that, how we just refer to Kristen and her boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't <laughs> pick I, up his name. I believe it's Alex Foxen. Alex Foxen. He won the tournament, right? How does that... How I know there was some people a little bit tilted, outraged. Uh, it wasn't mild, like... Mild, mild Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like crazy, but... Yeah. Some people were a little bit irked by well, that. Okay, okay, so they won the tournament. I saw on Twitter there was some conversation around them winning this said tournament. Yep. So her and her boyfriend final table together at a Venetian event and made it all the way down to, you know, heads up. And uh, I guess in fourth place they offered a chop. Or, I mean, in with, third in, place. In, when four people left, I heard that they offered a chop. Again, uh, with three people left, they definitely offered a chop because there was like this was live streamed and there was some table audio, I guess, that was picked up. So they offered a, a chop three handed. Uh, that was declined by the the other gentleman who finished in third place eventually. And then I think the two of them chopped it once they got heads up. Okay, so well, before we go into the story more, would you have taken the chop? Uh, well, first of all, they're definitely better poker players than I am. So unless it was like something that was really unfair, and I guess people say that the chop was that was offered was fair. You know, there's a lot of negotiating that can go on uh, with, during these chops. So, you know, oftentimes they'll calculate it according to ICM, which is a nerdy tournament phrase, uh, independent chip model. And based on how many chips people have and what the blinds are, where the button is, they will assign the value of you know the prize pool according to your chip stack remaining so they probably looked at that and said okay let's maybe do this or you know we think we have this much edge we're a little bit better so maybe we deserve this blah 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 who knows whatever was said and the third place guy declined it and eventually busted do you think he should have taken the chop if i was in his shoes probably just to a avoid this and b they're you know super high roller successful tournament players um, it's got to be really weird playing against two people who obviously are interested in each other's best interests. 
<laughs> yeah, so that is that what the conversation was about? Like, what were the people talking about? In, like, what is in, the whole story about? Yeah, I'm trying to understand what the drama in so, inverted commas is about. So there was one or two hands. There was one hand in particular that Kristen and Alex played against each other, where three-handed, he opened with pocket jacks, she three-bet with pocket aces, he just called which is fine, probably, whatever. Uh, the flop came jack high, so he has the nuts. She bet, he calls. Turn is a king, she checks. Alex bets kind of small. She calls. River is a blank. She checks, and he bets again without even, like, shoving all in. It's, like, you know, not a massive bet. And she folded pocket aces, which is pretty surprising, and... Again, this is, you know, my not very important opinion of a tournament hand. Um, I probably would have lost the maximum there. Um, and I think a lot of other people thought that she should have as well. So the question is, like, is he, are they slow, like, are they soft playing each other mm. in that spot? Or does she just know him so well that he would never be value betting a worse hand in that spot or bluffing in that spot? And... If, like, where do you draw the line between just knowing your partner so well or is that considered, like, soft playing because you didn't lose all your chips there in a spot where a lot of people would if they didn't know? So they think it's collusion. Yeah. Okay. So why didn't they, you just say that? Because there needs to be an actual instance that we can point to rather than just say... Like feelings. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's what I saw. Somebody said... Don't you think they just know each other well enough right. to know how the other one plays? Right. And even if not, that's not illegal, is it? Because she... No. So why wouldn't you want your significant other to take second place? Right. Do you know what I mean? It's a little bit difficult. Like, if she had busted earlier, there's no way that he could have brought her to the final table. Do you know what I mean? There was no way that he could have made sure, because I'm sure they didn't start off sitting at the same table. Uh -huh. So there was no way for him or her to ensure that he was at the final table. Right. So when they are there together, of course they're going to yeah. look out for each other. Mm -hmm. And that's not a bad thing. Nepotism happens every single day. <laughs> like you might be working for somebody. I worked for a family-owned business. And family was always right, and you were the right. outsider, and you were wrong. So, right. you know what I mean? So it's a little yeah. tough to sort of judge. Yeah, well, um, I mean, it's just a question of whether it's, you know, in the spirit of the game, and is it fair for that other guy? But they offered him a chop. Right. I mean, he might say that it was not, a, not as good of a deal as he thinks he should have gotten. We don't know the details of it. So, so he, like, I think... His friend was more upset than he probably was because I didn't see any tweets from him. But well, I know his, he, one of his friends was really upset. Well, he probably was stepping up for his friend and maybe he was just taking the high road, you know, and didn't want to say something that would make him look like a whiny loser. <laughs> um, yeah, that's but, a tough uh, situation. Yeah, it's really tough. And I don't think there's anything in particular that Kristen and Alex should have done differently. Yeah. Especially if they offered a chop multiple times. Like, what do you do? Would you <laughs> stack me? 
<laughs> I have stacked you the one time you played <laughs> in a cash game. <laughs> so we would not have this experience. I would just give all my chips to Andrew and he would be like, I won. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're like trying to build a life together, we would want first and second place rather than first and third place. So So you wouldn't stack me. That's I don't know. Saying. I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do. All right, I'm going to stop playing poker just so we can see. Again, like maybe Kristen would just say, I just know he's, or not know, but, you know, I just feel like his range there is whatever, and I'm maybe just stacking off too light there. And that's that, you know? Yeah. Poker, 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 poker. <laughs> Congratulations, Kristen Bicknell. Not Alex, who actually won the tournament? Alex Foxen. Foxen. Yeah. Yeah, I learned, I learned about a new new person today. Good job, Kristen and boyfriend. <laughs> exactly, as it should be. Good job, Kristen and boyfriend. Uh, let's talk about relationships, since we are talking about relationships. Okay. What's your price? Did you look into this <laughs> app? Uh, it's a random story. Someone is leaving the Bellagio who was working there and going to the development company for the, this. what's your price? Well, they have like a, you know, a handful of sites and stuff, but yeah, that's one of them. Okay. So backstory, what's your price is a dating app. I guess so. Yeah. So attractive girls, they clearly say that discriminating attractive girls oh, upload yeah? their profiles Okay. <laughs> and non-attractive guys upload their profiles. But they have to pay before they upload their profile. Okay. In order to date or take out a girl from this dating app. So it's not like Tinder where you and I are on the app together and we see each other. We're like, oh, you're cute. I'm cute. Yeah. I put a price. I'm like, I am $150 for a date. Yeah. So when you say they have to pay, they're not paying a site. Oh, yes. The site takes some money. Oh, well, the, yeah. There's a service fee. Sure, but... Yeah, and then you have to pay the girl who you like yeah. and matched with $150 and then pay for the dinner. Probably, yeah. <laughs> because you're an unattractive guy Dang, in your eyes. That is harsh. Isn't it? Yeah. It's so, and then, so it's really difficult to tell without signing up, right? So I wasn't going to sign up for the app but, but did. i did go <laughs> oh dear and read the reviews oh okay <laughs> of the app so in the app store or what yeah okay there's lots of disgruntled people in the app <laughs> about the app about the name your price app right so some people said that so one girl said she paid a lot of her schooling housing textbook bills with this date money Mm -hmm. But now guys are just going on there apparently just to look. So they're paying the service fee for the site, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. But they're not paying for the dates. So they just, so you get to interact with your almost, with your date, right? Before you take them out. So you have okay. conversations. So apparently guys are just like asking a bunch of questions and then never actually paying for the date. So What's the point said, of that? Just I guess just boredom? Intera human interaction, right? Maybe their price is too high. <laughs> she says it's the same, $150. For everyone? Uh, no, I mean, you can set your price, right? right? So she says that... You can name your price on name your price? Name your price. Okay. Um, and she says hers 
is $150. And that's what it has been for, it had been for years and she'd use that money to pay. How long has it been around that long? Apparently. Or, I mean, there's plenty. So that, those reviews put me in the vortex of sugar baby, sugar daddy sites. I was right. Like, oh. Yeah, so that so same this company. Is what it is. That same company, the development company, has several of those types of sites. Okay. Because the one that was listed in the reviews was Pay Me Daddy or something, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Some, something sugar, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, thoughts. I can't imagine paying a girl cash to go out with me. But that means that maybe that's just me. <laughs> why, why do you think somebody would pay? somebody else like pay a girl to go out with them i would assume because they're just so un they're just probably terrified to or maybe they've tried to strike up a conversation and it hasn't gotten them anywhere with anyone or they just don't know what else how to go about that really i think if you used it for practice because you know it's not like a sexual exchange right but you never know what goes on behind the screen right yeah but if you used it for practice wouldn't it be four hundred dollars well spent if you ask the girl like say you go on three dates you know and because some people are intimidated by how good looking somebody is and then they can't talk to them or you know it's kind of like being starstruck where people see somebody and then they can't talk i'm like it's just a person right just a person yeah so if you if that's the issue, then you could then put yourself in this environment with these hot girls, apparently, <laughs> and get practice in maybe approaching somebody that you think is out of your league. I guess so. But is that, well, I mean, I guess if you're like getting hired for that service, <laughs> do you care as the girl? Like, what is the purpose of this for a girl? paying for school there was another girl who says oh i moved here from romania and i used that money and sent it back home you know like i went on all these dates and it helped pay my bills <laughs> even though i was working like the money i earned working i mean was... so you're basically like an escort like without the sex yeah and we never know for sure right if there's no sex uh-huh. you just don't know with these things but i mean firstly it's like an esteem thing right Mm-hmm. for a guy to say, I am going to pay to go on a date with somebody. Yeah. But if you had the cash, I would rather have somebody pay to go on a date than somebody be a creeper and like abduct somebody or <laughs> stalk somebody. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but like, is, doesn't it open up this, this uh, can of worms where it's like, I not only did I pay for this date i paid you for your time and like i think you owe me something now yeah i mean that's the a real possibility that girls put themselves in a situation of danger right because of that um but i think if i were to uh pay for a date i would expect the girl to eventually pay me back because she would realize how cool i am and she's (laughs) getting a lot of value out of this so you would not ask for a refund well or not, she not would refund, just have to pay you even the score even the the, the tally yeah pay the you balance, in cash? even the balance out yeah in cash yeah 
Or maybe like pay for a vacation or something. <laughs> then I think you need to sign up for Travel Buddies. And Travel <laughs> Buddies is just for that. Travel Buddies is just for No, but this is I'm trying to find love. Companion. But yeah, I don't think they don't spe- specify what it is, you know, that you're yeah. looking for on the site. It just okay. says you're paying for a date. What's your price? Okay. Non-attractive guy, which is so much nonsense, first of all, because... You're kind of like, yeah, they're kind of driving home this... You're ugly. She's pretty. Well, this, this is the only way it's ever going to work. Yeah, this assumption that the girl cares a lot about how you look, which she might care to some degree, but maybe it's not that important to every girl that you would probably click with. So they're making the dude feel like... You're a nobody anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's tough. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't because you can't really judge unless you've been there. You don't know what somebody I'm going to go on a date. Feels. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a date. See what the You just said you were, you were see, too hot to pay gonna, for a date, apparently. I'm going to see what the hell's wrong with this girl. <laughs> needs $150 for my time. All right, Andrew Nimi. I'm going to set her straight. You wouldn't even... I'm going to vlog it. Uh, that would be fun. <laughs> okay, do it. Go we'll, on a date. We'll get Brad on to do it. Yeah, maybe we should get Brad to go cool. on a date. That would be cool. And vlog it. Brad, are you listening? All right, there you go, Brad. Right. Brad, you're up. At the end of World Series, we're signing you up for what's your price. Can't wait for the vlog, Brad. <laughs> okay, so guess what? Hmm. Instagram is taking over, is taking on YouTube. Okay. With long form video. I saw this. Remember I sent you an article a couple of days ago? Yeah. And now it's here. It's arrived. And I wanted to try it. Let's try it. I'm down to experiment. Basically, Instagram allows you to now upload videos. I can only upload 10 minute videos. We have been sort of thinking about making the vlog, the podcast live. Not live, but where you have video to go with it? Yeah. Or is it just me being thinking that? Uh, it's crossed my mind. It's crossed your mind? Sure. Okay. So we're going to try that now. We're going to use Instagram TV. IGTV. Well, we're going to use Instagram Live. Oh, okay. And Solicit some questions? Is that the idea? Solicit some questions. Hopefully somebody comes on because <laughs> my Instagram following is not that large. Okay. And then we're going to upload that onto IGTV and see us just asking for a question yeah okay shall we do that sure you excited yes okay here we are guys do we need to explain this so we're recording our podcast called tells and now we have come to the q a section of the podcast yep all right so now we're gonna Field questions from this. Is that the, yes, the idea? That is the idea. So uh, flipping the bluegrass is, is the is it the angle or is that microphone huge? Both. The microphone is huge and the angle as well. All there right. James asks, what was your most memorable Las Vegas date night? You go first. Good question. Um I mean for me, it's gotta be when we recorded vlog episode number one hundred and uh that was a fun one. We, I surprised Boosie with a helicopter ride over the Las Vegas Strip. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I enjoyed that one a lot. I think we both did. Um, then we went out for sushi after that to, I think, our favorite sushi, sp- favorite sushi spot. 
Um, so that was good. I guess I got to go with that one. <laughs> uh, very good one. Yeah. My favorite one was when I took you on your date for your birthday. Uh, we went to, what was the restaurant called? The Edomai sushi place? Kabuto. We went to Kabuto, which is in Chinatown. Yeah. Uh, had the most delicious sushi. And you could see them making it and it was beautiful. And then we went to my favorite cocktail lounge, which is at the Mandarin Bar. Yeah, and it was great. That was two best date nights in Las Vegas, I think. Good stuff. Yep. And uh, after a big session with a nice cash, does Boosie ever get a special treat? No. <laughs> no treats. No Except, treats. Uh, I did get a $20 bill the other day. Yeah, you got a $50 bill the other day. Oh, $50 bill. Is that, a, is that my treat? Yeah, um, I guess so. That's, just throwing money around? Just throw some money away. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I'll take a treat of, <laughs> treat of money. Pretty awesome afterwards, especially. Uh, so, yes, I have been. All right. And let's take one more question, right? And wrap it up. Otherwise, yeah. the podcast is going to be hours long. As an ex-player, how do you deal with stress? I couldn't do it stressful and too many late nights. Uh, how do I deal with the poker stress? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess like there was... <laughs> Is that a request? Yeah, James oh. says, bet you won't give Andrew a kiss right now. Okay. You gotta get, ask for money, though, for those sort of things. Uh, there's no tipping here. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the stress is definitely there. It's just a different kind of stress. Like, I guess, like before I was playing poker, I was working in a job that I just didn't really love. And uh, for me, like doing something like working for somebody else when I'm not even like that in love with the the work or whatever is a, a different kind of stress. So I just, I, I guess I replaced one stress with a different stress. Um, but I wouldn't, I, it's definitely stressful. I wouldn't like downplay the stress ever of uh, being a professional poker player and going through those swings. Um, but yeah, I mean, Boosie has always helped me uh, stay somewhat level-headed, uh, somewhat, not all the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, hungover? Yeah. Although doing this podcast has made me feel better. All right, guys. All well, right. we'll be back next week. Take some more questions. Yeah. So this will be uploaded to IGTV, right? Yes. But then I think we'll just like have a time and announce it, sort of try and make it more like proper. Scheduled. But yeah. Thanks for you guys for joining our first live. We're going to put this on IGTV. Hopefully you can check it out. So where on IGTV is this? On your account? Yes. My account is Busi B. B-U-S-I-S-I-W-E-B. There you go. Oh, and thanks for having us on your podcast, listeners. <laughs> I thought that was a good already exit. Oh, okay. But thanks anyway. <laughs> Bye. Bye.